Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Beef Up Front Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle. Here today on Monday, February 28th, the day before the NFL Combine officially kicks off. So that means we have a mock draft, a pre-mock draft, excuse me, a pre-combine mock draft. This will be mock draft 3.0 from Beef Up Front. Um, did one, I believe, during the middle of the season. Then we did one uh, right at the end of the regular season. And now we have one uh, as we're officially heading into the offseason. Everything's starting to heat up. We'll see free agency soon. The draft will be here before we know it. Um, an exciting team here. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, reading up on a lot of prospects, uh, and even watching some some film on some guys. Um, it's a very solid draft class, I think. Um, the biggest disparity is, is who's the top guy, who are like the top five guys. Um, but there's a lot of depth and there are just a lot of talent, but not exactly the most top-end talent that we usually see. Kind of has been some unanimous like number one picks over the past few years. You had Trevor Lawrence, uh, Miles Garrett a few years back. Um, you don't really have one of those guys this year. You can really debate a bunch of guys at the top of the draft. Uh, but as you move da- more down throughout the first round, you're going to be finding guys who are going to be starters. Um, I think a lot more impactful players uh, than you usually find right off the bat. Um, I think depth-wise, this might be one of the better drafts we've seen in the last decade. And I think there'll be a lack of bust because of that. Um, guys aren't going to be counted on to be superstars, but a bunch of really solid players uh, who can who can really make some game-changing plays. Um, with But with that being said, we'll hop into it. Uh, Mock Draft 3.0 here for Beef Up Front. Uh, starting off on the clock, that's the number one overall pick with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Got them selecting offensive tackle Evan Neal out of Alabama. Had them taking Kayvon Thibodeau in the last mock draft out of Oregon. Uh, have them go with the offensive tackle here out of Alabama, I think. Keeping Trevor Lawrence upright and protected is their number one priority. You you saw kind of in the Super Bowl with Joe Burrow, the lack of the offensive line, it's going to catch up to you sooner rather than later. Um, I think you can argue that that was the reason why they weren't able to win the Super Bowl because the Rams' pass rush uh, was destroying that offensive line. It was even a miracle that the Bengals made it there after getting sacked nine times by the Titans in the divisional round. Uh, you look at Evan Neal, just a freak of a human, I believe 6'7", like 350 pounds, just a big man, uh, moves well for that size. I mean, you look at Doug Peterson coming in there. Uh, he had some great success with the Philadelphia Eagles with a very good offensive line, especially at the tackle spots with Jason Peters um, as well as Lane Johnson. So this is a, a team that needs a left tackle of the future. Um, have someone protect Trevor Lawrence blindside for the next, hopefully, decade for Jaguars fans. I love that pick there. Uh, Jaguars taking Neal. Second overall pick, we got the Detroit Lions. Got them selected defensive end Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. Just a relentless worker, has has been compared to the Boza brothers uh, and Jared Allen as well. Um, not the most athletic, not the freakiest, twitchiest guy, um, but a very powerful player. Uh, plays with a relentless motor. He fits right into that culture there, too, that um, I think Dan Campbell's trying to build up there in Detroit. Number three overall pick, you got the Houston Texans. Have them selecting uh, edge rusher Kayvon Thibodeau out of uh, Oregon. Heard from people on podcasts, uh, especially like Daniel Jeremiah. He wouldn't be surprised to see Thibodeau go one or potentially even out of the top ten. It's kind of everyone's all over the place on this guy, and he was viewed throughout most of the season as the future number one pick. Um, there might be some off-the-field stuff uh, holding him back, but still this is a, a very talented player, a very good athlete. Uh, Texans need just playmakers on that side of the ball. No longer have – Jadavion Clowney and J.J. Watt, as we know, who rushed the edge for them for so many years. 
and had a, a pretty good amounts of success. Uh, you bring in a guy like Thibodeau, a young guy, a bit raw still, but all the tools to become a very good player. Um, I like that pick for the Texans. Number four, I got the Jets. I got them taking cornerback Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU. It's another guy like Thibodeau where it wouldn't surprise me to see him as high as three um, and then potentially go all the way down to like 15 at Philadelphia. I think that would be the last spot uh, he could fall past. Um, but this is a very talented player. Um, his freshman year was sensational, one of the better cornerback seasons we've seen from a corner in college. Um, and he's kind of like fallen off since. He's he's battled injuries. But talent-wise, I think it's worth the risk. Um, you look at what a shutdown corner like Jalen Ramsey can do to a defense. Um, the Jets just desperately need more playmakers on that side of the ball too. I think this guy has good enough ball skills and is a very good athlete where he can make some, some game-changing plays and lock down receivers in the AFC East. You look at – uh, Stefan Diggs, you need someone to match up with him. Jalen Waddle emerging as well. Uh, Jets go with Stingley here out of LSU. Uh, fifth overall pick, we have the Giants taking safety Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. Um, two top ten picks here for the Giants as well as the Jets. Um, I have them selecting Hamilton, who might be the best player in the draft, uh, according to some scouts. Um, but he's a safety, so his value might dip a little bit. But still love Hamilton. Uh, aggressive, can do it all. Uh, Giants also, like the Jets, just need more playmakers on that side of the ball. Number six overall, we got the Panthers selecting offensive lineman Iki Ekwanwu out of NC State. I've heard his name as well as a potential number one pick or best player in the draft. That's how many different guys um, are could be at the top of this draft, and, and it wouldn't surprise me to see him maybe even go number one. Uh, just plays with a real nasty edge from what, what I've read and what I've heard. Uh, Panthers are another team that needs uh, to invest in that offensive line. No real quarterback here I think they can go after they're probably stuck with Sam Darnold for another year unless they go out and make a big splash trade for uh, a different veteran quarterback um, but whoever's playing quarterback needs some more help um, they got some pretty decent weapons on the outside and then you got McCaffrey if he can stay healthy uh, this would be a very good foundational piece uh, as they look to continue that rebuild in Carolina number seven the Giants their second top 10 pick um, got them selecting cornerback Ahmad Gardner out of Cincinnati no touchdowns allowed in his college career uh, he might be the best corner in this draft. Stingley might not even be that guy, and we got him going fourth. Uh, you, we got two top ten corners here. I think there's a very good corner draft, as you'll see throughout my first round. I think I have four or five going off the board. Um, just Sauce Gardner, though, would give the Giants uh, a shutdown corner. You got star receivers in this in this division in Philadelphia uh, with Devontae Smith on the come up. You have C.D. Lamb. You have Amari Cooper. Uh, Michael Gallup comes back. You got Terry McLaurin as well. A lot of good receivers. The Giants need to be able to match up better on the outside, outside of James Bradbury. Eighth overall, we got the Falcons here. Uh, maybe the surprise pick of the top ten. Got them sucked in edge rusher David Ajabo out of Michigan. He's another guy that I, I, I've heard and I've read up on, uh, even just watching him. He's just a freak athlete. Uh, a lot of raw tools. Has played, hasn't played. really played the game that much, though. Um but he could wind up being the best pass rusher out of this draft just based off of raw tools. Falcons, I think you're in the top 10 here. Top 10 here, take a swing at a guy uh, with this amazing talent uh, and just hope your coaching staff are able to coach him up. I think the Falcons had a pretty decent year last year for what was kind of looked at as a rebuilding year while they were trying to like remain competitive. You, you give this guy a, a year to develop, I think he could potentially be a, a pro bowler down the line. Just don't rush him. Uh, and just make sure coaches are staying on him and teaching him techniques, teaching him moves. Um, and I think he could be a very good player just based off of raw talent alone. Um, kind of using the same logic here for number nine overall pick with the Broncos. I got them selecting quarterback Malik Willis out of Liberty. 
see this as a very popular spot for, for Kenny Pickett to go. Uh, but if I'm the Broncos, if I'm in the top 10, uh, and you're going to take a quarterback, why play it safe? You look at the quarterbacks who advance throughout the postseason, Matt Stafford, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. These are guys with top-end talent, um, especially Stafford coming from the Rams. You really saw what he did with a good supporting cast around him. Um, Malik Willis would step into a very good spot with Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, uh, K.J. Hamler, a very good young running back, Javante Williams, tight end Noah Fant. Um, he might not play right away. Uh, give him a few weeks, but this is the most talented quarterback in the draft in my eyes. Uh, has a potential to make all the throws. A very good athlete, a, a plus in the run game. Uh, you just don't really come across guys like this too often with these tools. Um, why play it safe? Go for the big swing. Um, you brought in a quarterback a developer in Nathaniel Hackett, a very good uh, play caller. It seems like he's going to be. Um, I just love this pick here. I think that, that would, this would be the wise pick. Bank on this potential and hope that you can coach him up um, and, and the sky's the limit for this kid. Number 10, we got the Jets with their second top 10 pick, taking wide receiver Drake London. Uh, out of USC, I think the best receiver in this year's draft. But he he had that injury, that ankle injury at the beginning of the season. Um, but he was lighting up before that. The Jets need a, a big-time playmaker on the outside. You got Elijah Moore, who's going to be a real solid slot receiver, I think. But this is the, the game-changing type of receiver, red zone guy, um, that I think could be a real big-time difference maker um, for Zach Wilson there in New York. Number 11, we got the Commanders taken. Uh, weird saying that for the first time. Quarterback Kenny Pickett out of Pitt. Uh, like I said, he's more of the safe play. I think he has the potential to be a good quarterback. Um, he's more, much more of a veteran than Malik Wills. I believe he's already either 23 or 24 years old. Um, he's seen all the coverages. Uh, he knows he knows how to command the huddle. This is just a veteran presence at quarterback, but still a young guy that you could, could build around going forward. I think he's going to be a solid quarterback. I don't think he's a guy that you could look at being like a top 10 uh, quarterback going forward. He reminds me kind of like a Ryan Tannehill where he's going to be very good uh, in moments, but can you really count on him down the stretch? I'm not sure. That's something for him to prove going forward. Number 12, we have the Vikings taking edge rusher George Karloftis out of Purdue. Um, kind of a, a poor man's Aiden Hutchinson. Not as talented. Uh, Hutchinson, as I said, not the most, the most talented, but just relentless. Both of these guys are relentless. Both great motors, great size. Uh, I think the Vikings need to just get better off the edge, rushing the passer. And I think Karloftis can be a help in the run game as well. Very strong uh, plus-size defender there on the edge. Number 13 overall, we got the Browns selecting wide receiver Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. We saw this offense kind of take a step back this year. Baker Mayfield obviously played hurt a lot of the year. Um, Odell was cut midway through the year. Jarvis Landry uh, might not be returning either. They need a playmaker desperate here. In Cleveland for Baker Mayfield, is coming back. Um, and Traylon Burks, I think, is a great fit. He kind of reminds us of an A.J. Brown type guy. He's very good with the ball in his hands. Has huge hands, uh, just a big body to throw to. Um, and you look at a creative play caller, Kevin Stefanski, uh, who does a lot of different stuff in the run game. I think you can involve Traylon Burks in that too. So I think that, that would be an ideal fit there. Number 14, we got the Ravens selecting offensive lineman Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. This would be a steal here, I think, for the Ravens. You look at the the top 10, he could easily go in the top 10 to some of these teams as well, like the Jets, uh, maybe even the Giants, the Panthers. Um, potentially, he could potentially go to the Eagles or after um, the Ravens here. But I just think picking a guy like Cross um, to fill in that, that void at right tackle with Rodney Stanley on the left, Villanueva didn't really do the deed there. This year, this is a guy who's very good, I think, in the run game. 
Um, just has very good game potential in the run game. Played in that air raid system for Mike Leach at Mississippi State. Um, but I think he's a, a nasty blocker who's going to be a, a good addition to that offense in Baltimore. Number 15, have the Eagles selecting offensive lineman, uh, interior offensive lineman Tyler Lindenbaum out of Iowa. Uh, it sounds like Jason Kelsey will be coming back for at least this one more year. Um, but I think Lindenbaum might be the best offensive lineman in the draft. And I know I have him going at 15, um, but this guy reminds me so much of Jason Kelsey, just his the fluidity and his movements, the way he's able to get out on the edge. He might not even play this year, but Landon Dickerson did great at guard, and I would not be opposed to keeping him there long-term. Um, Isaac Semawalu, I believe, has one year left on his deal as well, um, but he's coming back from injury. Let those two battle it out in camp. Um, if he doesn't play this year, you have a great insurance policy in case Kelsey gets hurt um, or just your center of the future. I think Lindenbaum has Pro Bowl potential and, and could really fill in the, sh the shoes of Jason Kelsey seamlessly. Number 16, got the Eagles selecting edge rusher Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. This guy is a bit of a riser. Uh, he destroyed it at the Senior Bowl, which is wrecking everything. Um, a freak athlete. The Eagles need to get better off the edge. Pair him with Josh Sweat for the next five years. 17, we got the Chargers selecting edge rush or uh, defensive tackle Jordan Davis out of uh, – excuse me, defensive tackle Jordan Davis out of Georgia. Um, this is a guy who I could maybe see – fly. Sliding out of the first round, but the Chargers need for a defensive lineman who's able to stop the run is so big. Um, I think this would be a wise pick by them here. Um, the, big, the biggest guy in the draft sitting there at 6'6", 340 pounds on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, just going to eat up blocks consistently. Uh, I think this is a smart pick by the Chargers, but with his only being able to play most likely um, two downs on defense due to his size, I don't know if we'll see him go in the first round, but fit-wise, I think this makes a lot of sense. 18, we got the Saints taking quarterback Matt Corral um, out of Ole Miss. He will not be participating, throwing in the combine this week as he recovers from that ankle injury that he suffered in the Sugar Bowl. But it said will be throwing uh, at his pro day. So this is a guy I think in shorts and t-shirt might be the best quarterback in the draft. Um, just being able to naturally throw the ball, ra ball around. Um, Saints, as we know, Sean Payton gone. Uh, they're going to be looking for a new quarterback, most likely not bringing back Jameis. I don't know if – uh, the Taysom Hill experiment will continue, uh, but talent-wise, Crow's there. He's very tough, uh, and, and he can run the ball as well. He he has some good legs to him. Uh, kind of plays, I heard some last night, like a Josh Allen type, uh, but he's not as big at only around 6'1". Um, so he's going to have to kind of limit those runs going forward, I think, to stay healthy. Um, but this is a guy who's very talented, and I think the Saints need to take a swing on a quarterback here in the first round. Um, now we go to the 19th pick, the Eagles' third pick of the first round. Got him selecting linebacker Devin Lloyd out of Utah. Just sideline to sideline speed is unmatched at the linebacker position uh, in this draft for him. Um, he's just a heat-seeking missile out there, a guy who can play coverage as well. Uh, a bit undersized, but still, I think he's a guy who can sit in the middle of your defense for the next 10 years, uh, be up in the top five in the league in tackles each year, uh, and truly command the middle of the field. Number 20, we got the Steelers selecting offensive lineman, uh, interior offensive lineman Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M. Um, you look at that Steelers offensive line from last year, uh, a unit that really struggled. Um, Najee Harris had to create a lot for himself in the backfield. You invested a first-round pick in a running back. Um, you got to hope that you got to hope that you, you can block a little bit better for him this year. I think the Steelers aren't going to, with this win-now roster that they have, aren't going to take a young developmental quarterback in the first round. I think they're going to be a team that maybe picks up Jameis Winston, uh, trades for a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo potentially. I could even see them trading that first this first-round pick to the 49ers for Garoppolo 
as they don't as the 49ers don't have a first round pick this year so um uh, but i really like them taking a, another offensive lineman here the best uh guard probably in this year's draft in Kenyon green number 21 got the patriots selected wide receiver garrett wilson at ohio state i just think they're spending a lot of money on, on some like mediocre players on the outside. Kendrick Bourne had a pretty solid season, but Nelson Aguilar don't really think lived up to the the deal the Patriots gave him. Um, Hunter Henry and Jonah Smith had pretty solid seasons, but I think you need like a difference maker on the outside. So that's for Mac Jones. That's why I give the Patriots Garrett Wilson here out of Ohio State. I think he can be that guy, um, a pretty big target. He plays above the rim. Uh, a pretty good route runner. It can run down the field. He's a guy who's versatile and can do a lot of things for you. I think that'll be a welcome addition to that Patriots offense. Number 22, got the Raiders bringing in uh, cornerback Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson. It's a team who uh, had to just recently cut Damon Arnett uh, recently, a, a few months ago, uh, after some off-the-field issues, and he wasn't even doing that well on the field anyway. Um, I know it's a new regime, but you look at uh, the track record with the Raiders recently picking guys from, from these Power 5 conferences, especially the Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama. It's another Clemson guy, um, a cornerback that I think can come in and start from day one. 23, we got the Cardinals selecting cornerback Trent McDuffie out of Washington. Um, from what I've heard, one of the the safer guys at, on tape in this year's draft, um, just a, a really clean player. Um Moves well, has has the good hip movement. I uh, can get in and out of his his breaks. Um, and you look at Washington's track record, especially with Buda Baker being a Washington uh, alum, uh, draft product, going to the Cardinals. Uh, they have that connection there. I think this could be a good pick to that defense that needs to get better on that back end uh, since Patrick Peterson is now gone. Um, this is just a, a team I think that needs more help on the outside, especially in that, in that division. We're going to be trying to contain Cooper Cup, uh, potentially Odell, Robert Woods. Um, guys like that, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, very good receivers in that division. Uh, 24th overall, we got the Cowboys selecting defensive lineman Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. I think they need to they need to get better in the pass rush department. I'm going to be interested to see what they do with Michael Parsons, if they're going to have him sit in the middle of there still or make him more of a pass rusher. But I think they need to add another defensive lineman to that group up front. Uh, so give me them. Getting Trayvon Walker here out of Georgia, a very talented player who played on one of the best defenses we've ever seen in college football. This is a guy who can step in and start from day one in the NFL. 25, we got the Bills selecting cornerback Roger McCreary out of Auburn. I think one of the better man-to-man corners, a guy who can really get into your hip and, and stick and run with you. Uh, Tredavious White, don't know if he'll be back at the beginning of the season with um, recovering from that torn ACL, but this is a guy who's, who's got a lot of talent, um, and I think the Bills need a, a cornerback for the future opposite of White um, as they – look to continue to dethrone the Chiefs uh, as we saw the, the Bengals did that this year. But you know what I'm saying? The the Bills need to, to knock them off, I think, to really get to the top of the AFC and potentially to the Super Bowl. Um, 26, we got the Titans taking offensive lineman Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa. Uh, two years ago, they took Isaiah Wilson, uh, and he's already out of the league, I think. Um, just so many off-the-field issues, weight issues. Um Penning is kind of like a similar player where he just has that nasty edge to him. He fits that Titans mantra, I think. Uh, you can play him at right tackle with Lawan on the left, um, and I think that would be uh, a great fit as, as they continue uh, to look to run the ball. Um, we, we haven't really seen them have the playoff success. Maybe we could, we'll see somewhat of a change of an identity with this with this franchise, um, but as long as, as long as their head coach and general manager are in place, I expect them to be a, a run-heavy team and look to invest in the trenches up front. That's why I think Penning, first FCS product drafted this year, had a, had a really good week at the Senior Bowl. Excuse me. 
Um, really impressed with his, his nastiness and, and that mean streak that he can play with. Um, I think that would be a good fit here uh, with the Titans. 27, we got the Bucks. I think, getting a steal here with wide receiver Jamison Williams um, out of Alabama. He might not be ready for the start of the season uh, with that torn ACL, but we've seen – we saw Cam Akers come back from – a torn Achilles in less than six months and look really good at spurts in the playoffs coming back from that injury. Uh, I kind of think that unless it's repetitive injuries, like constantly getting hurt, some major ones, I think injury factors kind of overrated in the draft this year um, these days. Cause you look at players that are recovering at a faster speed than ever. Um, even if he's forced to miss two or three games at the beginning of the season, you're still getting a guy with the extra game. You're still getting like a guy who'd play about 13, 14 games for you, something like that, maybe even 15 games. Um, you can get a, a receiver who I think would have been the, probably the top receiver off the board. Uh, blazing speed, Chris Godwin, I think, will be out the door. Um, the Bucks could be and heading for a rebuild. We'll see what happens at the quarterback position. Uh, they got a lot of guys in free agency that I don't think they're going to be able to pay them all. Um, but uh, – a super talented receiver in Jamison Williams. Um, Antonio Brown, as we know, not there anymore. Uh, I think that would be a good fit uh, to go alongside Mike Evans um, if they're not able to bring back Chris Godwin. 28th overall, got the Packers selecting wide receiver Chris Olave out of Ohio State. Um, rolling with this notion that Aaron Rodgers is coming back as of now. Uh, recording this around 11 in the morning. Haven't seen anything about Rodgers yet. But... Um, the, this pick, I think, would make a lot of sense. A very good route runner. A guy can also beat you down the field. If Devontae Adams comes back as well, I think it would be a really good receiver opposite of him. 29, got the Dolphins selecting offensive lineman Zion Johnson out of Boston College. Um, the Dolphins need to get better in the run game. This is a guy who can go in um, and I tackle. You look at Mike McDaniel coming in. Um, the run game savant from the 49ers the past few years. I think that... He, Johnson is a guy who can move and he can be a mauler out on the outside, whether you want to play him at right or left tackle. Um, uh, might be a bit of a project, but still a guy who just based off raw talent at this end, of, this part of the first round, I think it's worth taking a swing on him. 30th overall, got the Chiefs selecting defensive back Dax Hill out of Michigan. A uh, guy who's going to play mostly safety, but can play a little corner, I think, as well. Just a versatile chess piece for your defensive backfield. Tyron Matthew is a free agent. We'll see if he's brought back, but if so, if he is brought back, I think Dax Hill would be. A uh, perfect fit alongside of him, replacing Sorensen. Um, just have Dax Hill moving all over the field, a very athletic player. Uh, I think would be a good fit in Steve Spagnuolo's defense. 31st, we got the Bengals selecting offensive lineman Darian Kennard out of Kentucky. Um, the crappy part about being uh, so good and being in the Super Bowl is you get down here uh, to this part of the first round, um, and with such a major need on the offensive line, most of the really good offensive linemen are gone. Zion Johnson and Darian Kennard might not even be first-round players, they could be really solid players, but more of like a second uh, or a third round pick, I think. But you got to you got to draft for need, I think, on this spot if you're the Bengals. Take a swing on a guy like Kennard, uh, who's who's got potential to be a pretty solid starter, I think, going forward. Um, and just hope he has he can just do enough to help help Joe Joe Barrow stay upright and get the ball to those great playmakers. Uh, and thirty second overall with the Lions selecting with the Rams pick, um, where we got them taking linebacker Nakobe Dean out of Georgia. Um, Dean was kind of guy, a guy who kind of got lost in the process for me. Uh, as you look at, not many teams are investing in linebackers in the first round. Um, I think if the Lions did want a guy like Dean, they would potentially have to trade up. Um, I don't really think he's going to get past the 25 uh, range, the 25th overall pick. So if you see a team who really is in love with him, maybe even a second round team, um, 
and, and think they can get good value on him, get that fifth-year option as well. Uh, trade up in the first round will not surprise me here, but here he goes to the Lions. He'll be the direct and traffic for uh, their defense for the next 10-plus years. He's just a overall rock-solid player. I think he's going to have a very good NFL career. Um, but that'll do it for Beef Up Front Mock Draft 3.0 as we head into the NFL Combine. Um, definitely going to have some more mock drafts coming forward. Uh, so maybe some even some combine reactions looking forward to this week and seeing the guys get back out on the field.